0: Welcome to No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. With thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Try Davidoff Cool Water for men or women, 125ml, only 49.99 at Chemist Warehouse. As always, the brainchild of Danny Spud. Frawley, the St Kilda champ. Evening, Spud.
1: Good evening, Jack. We're an hour earlier tonight, and yes? uh, yeah, it's good to uh, see your beautiful face and uh, <laughs> hello, to the <laughs> SEN family. We've got a really a real special guest tonight. Jack, good friend of mine, Mark Wally Eustace from Richmond Football Club and Essendon Football Club, uh played you know 70 or 80 games of them but unfortunately got involved in uh drugs, heavy drugs, drug addiction and yeah, you know, was for anyone out there with any type of addiction but we've also got and and obviously he's come out the other end and he now promotes the fact that you know that's no good but actually working through it because a lot of people There's a bit of a fallacy out there. Once you get on certain type of drugs, you'll never get over it. Yeah. Wally's testament that you can get over it. That's the most important thing. And we've got Helen. um, He's sort of therapist slash neuroscience psychologist to talk about the pitfalls of addictions, whatever they are, and also how you've got to retrain your brain to get through it. So I think I'm pretty excited about getting them on because... We've all got some sort of addiction, whether it's overeating, whether you're too busy in your lifestyle, whether it's gambling, whether it's whatever, uh, alcohol, smoking. So we've all got some sort of addictive type of um, DNA in us, and it's about how to control those addictions. You know, sugar. Um, I love sugar. I haven't had it for three weeks, and I'm still craving it, but I've just got to get over the hump where I... Don't crave it anymore.
0: So that's the theme of tonight's show. Just before we get stuck into
1: that, yep. we've got Mark
0: uh, about to join yep. us. Um, a lot of good feedback about last week. We just mm. thought it was a good opportunity. Uh, we always like to talk to experts in yep. their field, people like Mark tonight who have got a good story. But last week was just a chance to strip it back and talk to everyone out there. And it was great. A lot of people
1: talking about me time and the way that they go about it. A lot of people uh, listen to it, Jack, also the the podcast that we send out on Twitter and on Instagram, it's it was actually good to actually spend twenty minutes a day. And people go, "I haven't got time. I haven't got time." Well, guess what? There's fourteen hundred and forty minutes per day. Yes, you have got time out there to either just chill out, do absolutely nothing, line the carpet, stare at the ceiling, and just chill. Go for a walk with your dog. Go and have a chat to your wife and talk about nothing. Don't talk about finances. Ask her how she's going, and vice versa. Just say how how are things going with you, because we all say, "Oh, I'm too busy. I'm geez, I'm flying." How are you going, Jack? Yeah, I'm good, but God, life's hard. Well, yep. Well, just it doesn't look it is hard, but it doesn't have to be that hard. No, you get one crack at it. So I think just to have a self audit for twenty minutes a day is super important. And and obviously my voice a little bit uh, croak at I the moment. I have noticed Jack. that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people said it's yeah it's a you know, you know my wife said it's a little bit. Sexy?
0: Did she really? Yeah. She's, but... <laughs> she's biased though, Anita. She nah, has to say that. She wouldn't she's say She's been that. stuck with it she... for this long. <laughs> she, yeah, exactly right.
1: <laughs> no, just a... A, a bit fluey, eh? No, not really. Just a big weekend of talking. Had a uh, local footy club, Old Halebury, and did the auction night for them. And, and it's fair to say they were pretty rowdy. So I had to go over and above the call of duty, obviously calling football and... Yeah, the voice is um, a little bit croaky today, so I apologise in advance for that, Jack, but now we'll get
0: through. Absolutely, we will. Let's get stuck into the show. It's just, as Spud said, a reminder that you can download tonight's mm. podcast in full. If you missed certain chunks of tonight, you can download it in full via sen.com.au or also on Spud's social yeah. media.
1: And also, the the Mark uses interview after the break, it, it could be pretty confronting. So, you know, if you've got issues out there, consult your doctor, yep. speak to your partner, because... It's, it's going to be warts and all with Mark, but then more importantly, after the, the first ad break, we're going to talk about how we got through it and how we can help you out there if you've got an addictive personality.
0: And that's coming up in just a few moments. In fact, on the other side of this, I know... <laughs> Have your company on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. It's all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances, Rob Code from Travel Fit 360, and Emily Brave on our nutritionist to the stars, not too far away, Spud. But we have studio yep. guests with us tonight, and so you're on your best behavior when we have studio guests, no, which is good are. to see. We are. I'm
1: uh, going to introduce, introduce the first guest. Certainly. I'll let you introduce the second guest because some of those words are too big for me. But I'm going to introduce uh, Mark Wally Eustace, 129. Gaines with the Tigers and the Bombers And uh, we're going to talk about his life journey Good evening, Wally
2: Good G'day, Spud You missed Sydney And it was 137 oh, th-
1: Sydney as well, 137 You so sold him 10 shorts yeah. Mate. Yeah. Sorry, mate Richmond <laughs> sank I, me, mate They I sent, I forgot, me, up. They I forgot sent me up the gym the, you, you would have got good coin at Sydney Did you go up there in the Edelson days? Nah, I missed it Ah, uh, bad luck <laughs> <late. laughs>
0: That's when you wanted to be there. Exactly <laughs> i got right. there with the end of it. Right. <laughs> also joining us tonight, Dr. Helen Nasser, the Senior Lecturer for ISN Psychology, Research Fellow from the Florian Institute, and joins us Thank you for joining us, Helen. Good oh, evening thanks. to you.
3: Thank you for having me here.
1: No, Great to come uh, here tonight, Helen. So, Wally, we just want to talk about your journey. We're, we're going to talk about, obviously, your, your great business you're setting up with Helen and the Florian Institute and, and the support you're getting, and, and the support will hopefully... We'll be able to get you and some, some listeners out there, but obviously it's all about drug addiction, yep. and and how it all started for you, Matt.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, and yeah it's, yeah, it's to do with yeah, yeah, mental health, addiction, yeah, drug addiction. I I look with me, but I, I suppose it started off really with mental health. Uh, what I didn't realise all through my playing career, well, I, I reckon I, I tracked it back when I finally got yep. diagnosed to when I was about seventeen. Um, I went through a lot of stages through my life as a as a footballer where I was, yeah, you know, I felt really bad. I was down. I couldn't play properly. I couldn't train properly. I was hurting my body, mm. you know, like a bad flu yep. sort of thing. And then it, it, it sleep
1: got... like a sleep.
2: No, I was, no, no, tired. Just wanted yeah. to sleep all the time. Just tired all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and um, but in those days, in due respects to the clubs, no, no one had any no. idea about the mental yeah. health. There was no support. There was no warnings. There was no Beyond Blues or whatever out there. It was a sign of weakness, wasn't yeah, it? Really, yeah, yeah. It, it was like, yeah, you know, stop feeling sorry for yourself. You know, pull your socks up. What's wrong with you? And um, time went on, and basically, I retired when I was twenty-eight. And um, I did get a little bit of that coin up in Sydney at the end, mm. and um, I had two years to run a contract, which was I'll tell you was I had eighty thousand a year to go on a contract, and I base I retired halfway through ninety one. I, I ended up sitting in the toys before games crying wow. before I go out in the game to play, and um, I retired. I, well, I say reti- I retired because I had depression and I didn't yeah. know it. Wow! And then as time went on, I had more time in my hands, and I started to drink a lot. I was still up in Sydney. Mm. Then uh, started to take cocaine uh, uh, on weekends and that. You know, I, I, I thought, I thought, you know, I'm a, I'm a social drug taker, yep. which is rubbish. Because yep. if you take drugs, you take drugs, yep. simple as that. And and yeah, and then things really started to go pear shaped. And I thought, well, I'll pack up and come home.
1: Because you, you know, have a pretty good business. Yeah, you know, sun, sunglasses. Yes.
2: No, nah, that was when I got back here. Okay. I think you snipped me for a few pairs. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, you were up, <laughs> what <yeah>. a shock! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you got you got on board, no problem. Um, so um, yes, yeah, yeah. I had a business up there, and that went, you know, went went down the gurgler, um, of course. And then um, I thought, well, I'll go back to Melbourne, and things will be better. But guess what? They have drugs in Melbourne as well. It mm. <laughs> yep. Took me about five minutes to find them. And as the years went on, and that, you know, I got in just to a, a, you know, just over a long period of time, I uh, got myself into a real bad habit of uh, cocaine and ice. And um, I'll just tell you a quick story how I got introduced to ice. I was in a pub in um, Port Melbourne, and um, um, some, you know, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon yep. or something, as you as you do. And a guy just said, Oh, mate, come out in the back lane with me, you know, broad sure. daylight. And he, he said, Hey, have a go at this. He hands me a pipe, and I was, got this pipe out and smoked it and all of a sudden i'm going gee this stuff's all right i'm up and about yeah. and i could run through a brick wall you know and, and he, he said, gave it to you for nothing yeah and then he yeah. said of course and then he um he said oh look what what about we get you up and running i said what do you mean And he pulled out a pipe out of his uh pocket and he said hey oh, here's a pipe and he, he gave me a bag of ice yeah. and i had another go of it and he said look just take that and he. And I'll never forget those words. We'll get you up and running," Gee. he said. I said, "What well, about the money?" He said, "Don't worry about that." Yeah. Nine o'clock the next morning, where's me money? You know, drug dealer, yeah. You know? So I had to go and pay him. And then while I was with him, I bought more, Gee. of course. But I got to the stage, bud, where I was um, for breakfast, I'd be having like um, uh, four shots of vodka and and four lines of coke and a, and a ice pipe to wow. go, go to get me going for the day. And uh, then I'd go and do me, sell me sunnies, yep. and I reckon I might have bumped into you. You would yep. have probably know, but I was as high as a kite. Yeah, I remember you were pretty lively. Yeah, I was sweating yeah, a bit. Yeah, the whole lot, and um, I would have been going since seven or eight in the morning.
1: Bloody and,
2: hell! And probably the night before. So as how well. long
1: did this go on for, Wally?
2: Yeah, a well, well, Yeah, long time, but uh, that went on for about you know I don't know for a good twelve months, I suppose, and then uh, got to the stage where you know I was really if I wasn't yeah. out of control then I really was, and uh, unfortunately a good mate of mine. And so the thing is when you're doing that. What you think is that I was mucking around with the drug dealers, bikies, strippers, all those, whatever, and got rid of all my friends and family and, 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 you know, that sort of thing. And then, but my friends and family and that, they knew what I was doing, you know, uh, because I wasn't turning up to places. I wasn't seeing anyone And you were isolating
1: yourself from them. The whole lot. Yeah.
2: Anyway, uh, Barry Mitchell rang me one day out of the blue, and he got me at a good time. I'd been out for about two days straight, so I I was a bit... You know, mm. I'd sort of a bit weary, and um, he just said, "Wally, do, do do you want to go to the doctors?" And I thought, "Yeah, I do." And he took me to uh, Ben Barassi's doctor, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, sorry, Brent Ben, ben Barassi yep. was a Carlton Footy Club doctor That's at the right. time. Yep. And uh, I just sat down in the seat like I am with you guys now, and he just he just looked at me and said, um, "Do you want to go to rehab?" And I said, "Yes." He said, "Okay." That <laughs> was it, and it was it was time to go. Uh, but the problem was, then we had—I had no money by this time. I had no money. I had no houses left. I had no investments. I had no license. I had, no, I had nothing, right? Yeah. And um, so he said, like, I told, you well, had to raise money to get me in. And while they were doing that, I was still going on my merry way, you know. And so we finally got a bed, got me in, did the rehab and all that, which was really hard, mm. really, really hard. But
1: so you just went cold turkey, went
2: cold turkey, um. And then I got out of the rehab, and I felt better. Uh, yeah, I got out of there, I had nothing. Yeah, I, I went and started with my mum, and I thought, I can go two ways here. What I can do is I'll go I can go down to the pub, bring my drug dealer and start again, yep. get into debt, or I'll fight it, and I chose to fight it. Well done. And then the mental health issues kicked in. AFL Players Association got me a... Um, psychiatrist, yep. went and saw him, described, told him about all these years ago, darling. he said, mate, you suffer from depression and bipolar, medication. So I went, but I went 25 years um, undiagnosed, wow. no medication, no nothing, but I'm not blaming anyone. Mm. And. Were you then, like
1: that most of us males just didn't want to put your hand up? And just or just sort of no, kept it to yourself or you just no, didn't know. No, you had I was sorta of, yeah. I was just thought it was a pain. And then I did shut brain.
2: my mouth because I, everybody I it was a pretty yeah, you know, I'd go and have a drink with my mates yeah. and I'd walk in, it was a bit of a, a ongoing joke, you know, Wally, is he gonna be up today or down? Is he okay. gonna be funny? Yep. Is he gonna give us a good night? It was a bit of a joke. Yeah. You know? So I just used to say nothing, no no disrespect yep. to them at all. And and you know, I spent like thirty weeks in a um mental health hospital um, you know, I had ECT treatment, I had all that. And, you know, I couldn't work for oh, probably eight years, something like that. I couldn't, I was isolated, I was reclusive. But, mate, as we speak now, you know, I now I've been clean and sober for 12 years. Yeah, so... Oh, it's
1: an amazing story, Jack. It's... Um, it's
0: fantastic. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, no, it's That's just... A weird mate, now, Absolutely, no, it, yeah.
1: It's just, it's a journey that you didn't want to live, but you've actually got through it. And, and Helen, Alan will We'll get you involved more in the the next ad break. But how archaic are we as men? And and back in the past, we we all thought mental health was it was a weakness, but it's actually an illness, isn't it?
3: It is. It's a it's a mental disease. Um, it's a disease of the brain. It affects us all, and it has all a lot of physiological effects. Um, it's just hard for us to notice. And you know. We, oh, you know, I feel a little bit tired today or I feel a bit, you know, I don't want to get out of bed, you might think, oh, you know, I'll just get up and, you know, get mm-hmm. on with my day. This is how – it's like the Australian mentality also. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the reality is it's like there could be this underlying, you know, Uh, disease that's going on then it's actually debilitating and if you don't go seek help you just you know trudge through it until eventually you find alternatives to come and you know solve your problem and most people in these situations will go and turn to drugs because it does make them feel a lot better in that sense.
1: Wally's obviously had a you know mental um, health issue but he's obviously got a bit of resilience there to have that decision when he went home and a lot of people can slide back into that scenario and I think one of your expertise um, is to help people out of rehab, is that right?
3: It's, yeah, it's supporting people who, are after they've gone yep. through rehab... Um, so what type really of some of the things you, you... Well, in, I do mostly the research aspect, um, and what I'm looking into is interventions into, you know, trying to support people and um, what are the vulnerability factors. So not all interventions are going to work mm, for everyone. Yep. Going cold turkey doesn't always work yep. for everyone. So, you know, what are the alternative strategies? And, you know, Wallace had a really good case here. He had a lot of support from outside, from, you know, 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 the AFL Association Mm. and a lot from his mates and, you know, giving him access to a psychologist and and being able to help him out of Mm. that depression. Because, you know, once you go through rehab, that's essentially the easy part um, (laughs) because you are kind of... uh,
1: you're a lot locked of away. You're locked yep. away.
3: You're mm. you're not able to access those those drugs. Yep. And you have a lot of, you know, people around you who are trying to make sure that you're, you know, healthy, that you're getting fed, yep. that you have a room mm. and all that kind of thing. Once you get out, you really don't have many of those things. And and that's becomes a, a huge problem and, and that's what makes you vulnerable to relapse. Yeah. You know, one day Do you have, you have to have get
1: a... busy or do you have to retrain your brain to actually get your brain thinking about something that you're passionate about, other than the past.
3: Exactly. Yeah, you you have to find support. You need to like. Uh, well, he actually went back to work, and that's how you really tried to get out yeah, of it, it was right? Eight
2: years later, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, yeah, but like you know, trying. No, to but find a lot strategy, of people do yeah. try and go back. I I was incapable, and yeah. I was mm. unemployable, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. to boot. Yeah. Yeah. So, but hell, a lot of people do go bang and go straight. Yeah, to keep going yeah. and yeah, all that. So was, how long have you
1: known Helen? A couple of months. Yeah,
2: that's good. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. A couple of
1: months.
0: Yeah. We're going to take a break. Just a very quick one on no man should ever walk alone. Of course, uh, you can always join us on 0433 98 1116. Just a reminder that everything we are discussing here is of a general nature yeah, right. uh, and that we urge you to seek a medical advice from a professional should you feel the need. We'll take a break. Still plenty more to come. <laughs> This is No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. It's all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. We'll talk travel tips and travel fitness very shortly. Rob Code from Travel Fit 360 And, of course, our nutritionist to the stars, who's back from America, Emily Brabron. But our special guests
1: here tonight, Spud, Dr. Helen Nasser and Mark Eustace. And, uh, Helen, just before the ad break, we talked about um, some of the processes you go through. Mm -hmm. And in your studies, is a men... More addictive, or are they more stubborn than women? I just don't talk about the issues, or is it equilibrium there?
3: I, I, I don't want to say uh, any like stubbornness or yeah. anything like that, but uh, while well, the statistics show that men are more likely to take drugs um, and you know fall into these like uh, relapsing patterns.
1: Have you got a a reasoning behind that? Is it the way we're wired? It's
3: a lot of environmental factors. So there's a lot of pressure. You know, when you go out, uh, you know, your mates risk takers. Exactly, risk-taking behavior. You know, um, especially things like alcohol and methamphetamine. Mm. You know, they increase your, you know, drive to stay up all night and and party and you know engage in those risky behaviors. So there's a lot of pressure, and I can see how that would be a problem. But there's also the the underlying mental issues. Like people are not going to, you know. Uh, mm. Going to a psychologist to talk about these issues, and therefore go and turn to drugs instead. Yeah. And and I believe that uh, there is this kind of stigma that, mm. you, especially with men, uh, that you know I can't really talk about my yeah. problems. I got to be a man yeah. about it. Yeah, that's like right. Up, you know.
1: And Wally, going forward now, you you've done a lot of mental health talks, and you've been outstanding. You know, the Players Association have helped you and you and your mates and Barry Mitchell. Yeah. But now you, you're really passionate about helping. A lot of men out there yep. going through what you went through because you've actually lived it and you've yeah. breathed it and you've turned the corner. Can you talk to us and the listeners about your, your new set-up with Helen and yeah. the Florey Institute? Yeah, Tell us yeah. a bit about that. What,
2: what we've done, I suppose, look, over the last um, uh, probably two and a half years, uh, I've turned up with uh, – Simon Madden got me going. Um, he um, he does um, corporate training he and, does, and yeah. talks and everything yep. and all that. And we sort of – I was lucky enough, I was on an open mic program, yep. um, and that sort of got a bit of response. I uh, decided to do this, I decided to get talks and, on addiction and mental health. Yep. So, first six months were a real flesh, <laughs> I didn't get too many. Yep. But um, since then, I've done a lot of that. So, what's happened um, over the period of time, over the, probably the last eight or nine months, uh, with the ice thing and that, um, I mean, I still do all the, the mental health and addiction, yep. but we've sort of steered over a little bit to, to ice uh, with this foundation called Break the Ice Australia. Uh, so we're, we're in the proceeds of setting that up. Uh, so what we're, what we're looking at at the moment, we've sort of uh, got a really, really good platform at the moment. We've uh, partnered up with um, ISN Psychology yep. and uh, the Florey Institution, who are a, a massive research yeah. company. You know, everybody would be pretty well-known, yep. and little old Break the Ice Australia is in there somewhere. No, so... We're uh, partnering up with them, and, and we, we, we sort of um, what we're looking at now is, is, is uh, prevention, education, awareness, solution. You know, being rehabs, mm. uh, things like treatments, and then um, um, ongoing ongoing treatment. Yeah, which uh, yeah, the ongoing treatment.
1: And you're and you're on the lookout for some sponsors. I'm sure there's a few listeners out there that involved in the company, and even going to local football clubs. Yep. Um, you know, mm. it's, it's prevalent out there. Let's face it, it's a society issue. It's not just you know, people who play footy, um, bit... where, where can they contact, your? Do you mind putting your phone number out there? Nah,
2: mate, mate, yeah, a couple of contacts. I've um, got a couple of things I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll run through. Yeah, we've got, uh, you can, well, anyone can get me, maybe with my phone number, anyone can ring 404 88 double eight zero six zero six And my website is markustice, E-U-S-T-I-C-E, with the number six after it, at gmail.com. Jeez, you've
1: come a long way got your own website now, mate. Yeah, you're flying.
2: Well I've got that and we're and we're actually in the middle, uh we're just starting to do our Break the Ice Australia website. Good on you. Uh which is costing us a little bit of money. So if uh anyone out there wants to yeah. uh sponsor yep. that or you know, yep. get on our website as our prime sponsor or help us out in any way, uh that'd be much appreciated to help us get off the ground. Um so yeah we're at the um stage now where we're just about ready to start getting ready to present for funding to governments uh yeah you know, federal and state and things like Indian. that so if we once we get the websites up and through the flurry and ISM with our workshops we're doing to you know to get around yeah. the schools and all that well uh, and, and footy clubs etc you know then we can we, we can pitch for funds but we need to sort of be really in, in place before we can do that so while we're in this little bit of a mm. bit of an early stage growing stage yeah you know, we you know any any funds would be great to keep us going and to set up these things which which would be fantastic and yeah you know, and and at the same time you know I I'm I'm I'm, more, I'm always available 100% mm. to come to your footy club yeah, you know, just me, and you know, have a you know, talk to the players after Even training. Even schools. You know, schools, whatever, any your corporates, your lunches, yeah. whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah. As you said, Spud, the um, ice, drugs, mental health, it's it's everywhere. It's just not yeah. related to one one industry, you know. And
1: Helen, you're obviously pretty passionate about this as well, so you're you're helping, or just in conjunction with Wally and the Flory Institute. Yeah, so. I, I think it's a, a great initiative, and you know, obviously the government. They should be getting right behind this. As you said, it's a it's an Australia wide issue, worldwide. But you know, Australian men, unfortunately, historically have been very stubborn. Very, you know, and even in rural areas, it's probably worse. Yeah, spot, it's horrendous. Yeah, it, yeah. Up,
2: up the up the bush, it's, it's yep. horrendous. You.
1: Yeah, right, burn mm. up the bush. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: no, yeah, it's exactly. horrendous. And I yeah. think part of the, the problem is education. <clears throat> and like the more you know about it, the more you can do mm. and the more you can prevent yourself from getting in these situations. Most people who use it don't even know the effects. Yeah. So
1: I didn't realize it, that. and this is my naivety, um, no. and I love a beer, I didn't realize how easy it was to get ice, something as simple as that. And it's just, yeah, and it's unfortunately so cheap. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just yeah, it's it's amazing how these things evolve. Unfortunately,
2: it's not, it's not only what it does to you to yourself, and that it's what it's doing to the broader community. I mean, it, it's you know, look, you use an example. Let, let's say some some idiots on ice going down Punt Road has a car accident, kills someone. You mm. know, mm-hmm. there's all that. You know, the grief with parents, family. Then the the taxpayer, Then you got to have ambulances, uh, you police. know, police cars, yep. and you know, fire brigades. Then they go to the hospital, and nine times out of ten, the the ice bloke will uh, punch somebody, a doctor up. Mm-hmm. Then they've got to go through the court system. Then they get laid out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the average cost is about seventy five grand a um wow. and a um, ice ice addict. And the um, the cost to Australian taxpayer at the moment is uh, five billion dollars, wow. five point four billion yeah. dollars. Yeah,
1: so. The, the the situation where this is yeah it's just it's an amazing um, unfortunate it's out there it's in the community and the money that you're asking for and you talk about the money that's costing us as a taxpayer is that yeah. the government have got to get right behind this so mm-hmm. I really appreciate the the fact that you've put yourself out there and it's um it's it's quite inspirational actually and the the thing I was going to ask Wally and you can I call you Helen or Doctor yeah, you I can feel call a me bit Helen. embarrassed <laughs> um is the fact that I was led to believe once you're on ice, you would never get over it and you're always an ice addict. Um, but Wally's living proof that you can get through it. Obviously, <laughs> you've got to train your brain your yeah. neurological system's got to, you know, Rewire think of it, it a though, different sure. thing because that's, and I think there's probably a lot of ice addicts out there thinking, well, once I'm on it, I'm done. That's my lot in life. And is that the way you thought, Wally? or oh, look, you know,
2: when, oh, to be honest, by the time I got into rehab, they reckon I had... Probably about three weeks to go, the way it was going. Um, wow. And, um, but but I got out. I, look, I, I spoke to a young lady uh, a couple of weeks ago at, in, in a hospital, in a mental health hospital who would burn on ice. And we had a good chat for a couple of hours. And, you know, when I, when I walked into the room, you know, the poor young lass was curled up on a bed in mm-hmm. a dark room and all this sort of thing. And we got talking and everything. And, and then, um, you know, look, the next day she, you know, you know, with her parents and that, she checked herself into a rehab. And, you know, she's... Going okay yeah, at the moment, great. so day by day, mm. you know,
1: there is good hope. Yeah. So Helen, just on that, yeah, you can get over it, can't you? You can. That's. I, I was led to believe that, Jack. That was my naivety, and people just say, "Oh no, once you." Once you're on that, you're done for life. But you you can get through it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Meth good is highly
3: addictive, but you can get over it for sure. Um, it's it is about training yep. and like part of my research over uh, that's funded by the Institute for Social Neuroscience is to really look at those environmental factors and like you know what contributes to your ability yep. to overcome these things. And you know that's mm. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh, but, yeah. and and obviously before I let you go, Wally. You're looking bloody svelte. You're looking fit. You, yeah. you know, you're bright in the eyes. What's What's going on, mate? You're, oh, mate, we have got to probably, suck our guts in a bit here. Looking at you.
2: 13 out of 14 kilos in the last uh, 10 weeks or 10 or 11 so weeks. What's so what's the I, secret? Uh, luckily enough, I was introduced to a great man. Um, Give him a and, plug. Andy Anderson uh, from Ultimate, who's CEO and founder of Ultimate U Change Center. Okay. I started off in the 9 and 6 program, lose 90 kilos in six weeks, and uh I did that. I lost 11, and now I'm still going on the next uh, lot, and I'm on an 18-week program now. So <laughs> they've got a new just nutrition program. They've got the whole lot. They're a one-stop shop. Get on board with them. They're all around Melbourne. They're fantastic.
1: Uh, good on uh, your wife. Well, save Wally. your life. Dr. Helen
0: Nasser, Mark Eustace, thank you for being our very special guest tonight on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. We really appreciate both of you coming in tonight. Thank you very much.
1: Good on you, Wally. Thanks. And a reminder
0: as well that the advice and the discussion tonight is of a general nature. If you need to discuss your situation, please do so with a trained medical professional. And for Lifeline, please contact one three one 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 four. And once again, a big thanks to Mark Eustace for joining us tonight on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone, Spud. Just terrific conversation, very honest conversation, very raw conversation, and we thank him very much for his time.
1: No, a lot of people resonated with me, the addiction side of it, Jack, and how he was able to pull through. A lot of mental toughness, a lot of resilience, and Helen Nasser also was outstanding.
0: So from that to some handy hints, Rob Code from Travel Fit 360 yep. to join us in the next seg. Uh, Emily Braybon, our nutritionist of the stars and our good mate here on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone is back from overseas. Hello, Em.
4: Hey guys, how are you doing? Going
1: well. How's the uh how's the run? Talk us through it.
4: <laughs> it was fun. You know what? I'm just gonna point out before I tell you this, because you're gonna laugh, <laughs> I am the epitome of the blonde. Okay, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> the last race I did. Arizona, in Arizona, and, and I was thinking, you know what? It's the desert. It's going to be sunny. I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. So I trained in the heat. You know, I took bikinis and sundresses. I took a, the tiny shorts and the little crop tops to run in. And yep. there was a snowstorm, and it was minus four. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> for this one, you know, it's in Colorado. I was thinking there's going to be elevation. Didn't bother to read off on how much, but let's talk 14,000 feet.
1: Wow. My God. Yeah. <laughs> so the breath, how was the breath going?
4: Uh, that was pretty hard to come by. I've never experienced that kind of chest pain before. But wow. You know what? I, I really revel in that kind of, that kind of pain. So yep. it was eight miles straight up and eight miles down. And I, I got an impressive amount of things done in that time. I, I got a nosebleed. <laughs> I passed out. I cramped. I puked.
1: Oh, <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun.
4: You know what it was. I was I was saying before to a friend that runners have this mantra. It's called at the beginning of a race, don't be a hero. At the end of a race, don't be a wimp. <laughs> I'm different. I just say here, hold my drink.
0: Ah, uh, see, just- this is why we love her because she's tough, buddy. Are You gonna yeah. sign up for something like that? Do you reckon you could chalk
1: that up? Cool. Are
0: tough or stupid though?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Back in the day, maybe Jack. Not yeah, now. If I get a helicopter, I'll probably do it. <laughs>
4: For a run, side I'll come take you for a run. We'll go for a run. We'll do the Great Ocean Road. You'll That'll find be
0: fantastic.
4: You'll
0: find yourself. I yeah. would pay money to see yeah. that. Yeah. No, I'll do
1: that. I'm, I'm actually starting <laughs> running, so give me a, give me five or six weeks. But and okay. I uh, my ears picked up a couple of weeks ago before you did the run. You were talking about you don't have to eat till you're full, and mm-hmm. I must admit, me coming from a farm, the youngest of you know six in the family, we'd have the big meals, and it was like you had to get as much food in <laughs> till your older brothers ate the lot. So you were oh, actually get it. eating, and it became a habit, eating and eating and eating till you're actually full. Can mm. you explain that you don't have to do that and the reasons why?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I come from the same as you. I come from a very large family where you ate fast because if, if you didn't, then you weren't going to get any. And when I first started dating chiefs, 20 years ago (laughs) he's he's from the military so he literally was given five minutes to eat in between missions he'd come in they'd be given five ten minutes eat as much as you can because you don't know when your next meal is going to be so a date for us a three-course meal would take 15 minutes it was kind of embarrassing so the 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 thing that i was getting out a couple of weeks ago is that i think that tv and radio they, first and foremost, give you portion distortion. One of the yep. most common things that you hear is, will keep you fuller for longer. No one should ever be full. That means that your stomach has expanded. it is stretched beyond what it should be.
1: So you, you should
4: essentially eat a meal to enjoy it, for it to fuel your body and to sustain you, but not so that you have to undo one of your buttons on okay. your trousers.
1: That's why a lot of people say, oh, gee, I need to lie down. Yeah, that's uh, I've had...
4: eaten too much.
1: You've eaten too much, haven't you?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, once in a while when it's a treat, say, at Christmas or, you know, Easter or something that we're not going to have very often, you know, even just that once a year. Yeah, you know what? We might indulge. We might do that. But the less you do it, the more your stomach is going to go back to the size it's meant to be, and you're not going to end up with all those unwanted kilos.
1: And that's a... Sorry, sorry, Jack. The the fact of and is that I've sort of been on this little protein uh, health kick the last three weeks i must admit my portions of of shrunk and mm. you actually stomach does it actually go back to where it was or it's sort of because i you know a very big eater yeah so and it becomes ab- habitual doesn't
4: it it does it's very habitual it's very much about comfort it's very much about habit and comfort and everything in between depression anxiety all those things contribute to overeating or why you might be overeating. Yep. Something I say, which is, which is quite interesting, is you hold your hand out in front of you and you put it into a, a loose fist. Yep. Yeah, you're looking at it. Yep. That's what your stomach looks like. That's the size of your stomach.
1: Wow. Gee. When
4: it's the right size. If you stretch your fingers out, that is the size of your stomach when you've just abused it by pouring all of that food in. Gee. And okay. if you think about it, when you're full, you've still got food that's coming down your gullet into your stomach. It hasn't made it all the way there yet. Yep. So you're going to feel full for a disgusting long time.
0: Ponder that. Yeah, uh, very just, good. just before we let you go, um, fish oil and, and certain yes. supplements and all that sort of stuff, they, they all have various purposes, but fish oil in particular, I, I want to ask you about. We've spoken before about this uh, meal plan that I'm on at the moment. I'm loving it. It's uh, I can just feel it straight away. But uh, I've got to take four fish oil tablets a day as part of this eating plan. Just explain the logic behind fish oil and its benefits, please.
4: No worries. In your situation, because you've gone from a normal diet into a high-protein, low-carb, it's to keep everything moving. It's to keep the train moving through the station, if you get what I mean. Okay. So, <laughs> yep. Otherwise, you're not going to have fun in the bathroom. Basically, you're just going to be sitting there for hours. You'll be in pain. You'll be bucked up, and that's what a great use for, for fish oil. Not only that... His breath doesn't
1: of, smell too good, though.
4: Yeah, you probably smell gross. Make sure you have some mints. Can't be a favourite. And don't tip
0: running. into what Spuds carry on, please. All right. Don't, don't just. He's he's not talking the truth there. Go on. These studios. Too <laughs> small. You know what?
4: I think I believe him though.
0: Yeah.
4: Anyway, <laughs> putting that to the side because yeah. I will come back to you. Okay. <laughs> um, it's really great for your bone. Um, we take it. Runners take it so that we can get our um, snowbill fluid and our bone joints moving. It's great for um, arthritis and. Getting old, that kind of thing. The main purpose of it is it's um, it's brain food. So if you think yep. of all the the yep. big oils that you're supposed to have, that's it condensed into one little pill.
0: Yeah, okay. So no, if you
4: very good, Em. Have, have time to eat salmon? Have a pill.
0: Now I'm starting yeah. to understand the logic of it yeah. a bit more. The other stuff that Spud said about breath, that, that's not true. Yeah, that's just true. that's just garbage. Um, on that note, <laughs> Em, we're always very appreciative of your time. Nice to have you back, and we'll talk to you next week. It's great speaking to you guys. Emily Brabant joining us here on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. We're going to wrap things up. Rob Code from TravelFit360 will be our special guest. Yeah. This is No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Try Davidoff Cool Water for men or women, 125 mil, only 49 99 at Chemist Warehouse. Before we finish the show in just mm. a few moments... Speaking of Chemist Warehouse, there's something I need to take up with you, Danny Frawley, and You know exactly what it is. And we're going to get to that one very, very shortly. But to talk health, to talk fitness, and for another handy tip, Rob Code from Travel Fit 360
1: joins us here on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. Good evening, Robbie.
5: Good evening, guys. How
1: are you? Going well, Rob. We're, we're talking off, off air, and for the listeners out there, and it's those winter months that we talk about, and, and just getting into a little bit of a rut doing that hour long session and then you want to sort of lose a few more calories or kilojoules versus the intense, uh, high-rep, low-weight, 20-minute session and how beneficial that is compared to doing the hour of heavy lifting, you might add. So I'll hand it over to you, mate.
5: Oh, no worries. Yeah, no, it's good. I I think if anyone can do anything, straight off the bat, anyone, give anything a crack. Yeah. However, my opinion would be go for the shorter, more intense stuff. So uh, we definitely want to get the heart rate up, regardless of what level you're at. So that's that EPOC training, which stands for Excess Post-Exercise Oxygen Consumption. So it is a mouthful.
1: I like it. Do
5: you want me to say it again? Say it again, mate. Yep. So the EPOC, and if people just Google that one, EPOC, that should come up. You better read into it. But it's Excess Post-Exercise Oxygen Consumption. So uh, that's the scientific side of it. But, yeah, if everyone just researches that one, have a good read of it. But basically what you want to do is get your heart rate up, get it up as high as you can, no matter what level you're at. We've talked about this before. And uh, have a, you know, reduce a recovery. You want to have that quality style training. So you still want to not sacrifice technique or whatever you do, but you definitely want to get the heart rate up.
0: So, Robbie, with that said, and this is the, I guess, part of what we're talking about tonight is that, It's changed over the years, hasn't it? Back in the day, and this is probably even before my time, but Spud might be able to say from his footy days that it was strap the runners on and run for as long as you possibly can and until you basically vomit. Now, uh, and science backs it up to suggest that shorter, as you call it, hit training and interval training can actually be as beneficial, if not more beneficial.
5: Yeah, totally. No, no, I agree. Um, You know, if you do enjoy the cardio and golf for longer runs, do it, but uh, yeah, to get that, that that uh, fat off that we all we all want to burn at times. You go definitely go for the shorter, the shorter stuff.
1: And if you can do it, obviously you know a lot of people haven't got time out there. But if you can do yeah. one of a morning and one of a night instead of that hour, it's like twenty of a morning, twenty of a night. Is that even better than doing the the forty at the one time? Yeah, you
5: can. I mean, uh, especially if you, if you are time poor, you can get up and yeah do even a ten minute. We're talking about twenty, which yeah. is. Ideal, but even if uh, you've only got a short amount of time, and I actually got caught out the other day where I had an appointment, I only had an hour, hour to get to my appointment, and it was a 30 minute, 30 minute drive, and I've been missing sessions, just been busy and, and whatever else. But I went for 11 minute run. That's all it was. I just wow. went as hard as I could, got the heart rate completely up, jumped in the shower, got ready, and, and you know got off to my appointment. But even if you only got the 10 minutes, give it a go, you get the heart rate up. And uh, but yeah, just as long as you're not sacrificing form, so I, we talk about push and pushing as hard as you can. And uh, but yes, form is obviously the most important thing to reduce the chance of injury, but also compounding exercises, so using trying to um, engage two, you know, two or more muscles at a time, which is another good way. So you're hitting more muscle groups in, a, in, in that shorter amount of time, so we're not spending an hour in the gym or you know going for like a slower, slower workout, but you, you definitely want to just hit hit it as hard as you can, hit two or three muscles at a time. And uh, so for an example, if you're... Yeah, before, yep. yeah an example's yeah.
0: important, I reckon, yeah. Yeah, that'd be
1: good.
5: Yeah, so an example would be you know, if you're holding a weight or, or anything you might be using, you could be doing a deep squat and then coming up and pushing the weight above your head. So right there, you're obviously engaging your midsection, you're using your legs, and obviously your shoulders and your arms as well by lifting the weight above your head. So that's just one example but uh, that's what you, that's a compounding exercise. So, and just not recommend.
0: Just before we let you go, uh, in terms of an interval style training, we have sort of touched on this briefly before. But that's yeah, that's a say thirty seconds on, thirty seconds off style exercise, isn't
5: it? Yeah, well, interval training can be a range of different times. But yeah, that, that's a good example. So, your service interval, interval training. The end of the day, regardless of what time you do, when you're on or off, you just put your maximal effort in and then ha- and reduce the recovery time. Go again, reduce the recovery time. Go again and just keep repeating it for every how many sets you have in your fitness program.
1: Beautiful, Robbie.
0: Always great to catch up with you, Robbie. Spud's got some uh, some stuff to sort out with you during the week, but it's always nice to have you on the program. Thank you for joining us, and we'll do it again next week.
5: No worries, guys. Look after yourself. Great,
0: Go in, Robbie. Rob Co joining us on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. And with that said, Spud, that is us done and dusted for tonight. It's been fantastic. It's been wonderful to... Talk to Mark yeah. Eustace. Uh, his his and honesty,
1: sorry, and I'm sorry about not being honest myself.
0: Yeah, I was I was just going to the... see I was going to give you one last chance to bring uh, this up before we finish.
1: Oh, you got to give me another week because oh. people don't want to <laughs> see me run around Why? In the mood because I said I was going to bring it in and and I forgot. Yeah. So last week, just just yeah. briefly,
0: those uh, last week, Spud said that if you didn't bring in some uh, some warehouse. wonderful chemist warehouse stuff for both myself and Marcus, our, our sensational producer, yeah. that you would run nude around the yeah. SCN area. It was so. the
1: perfume the, the good soccer player? What's his name? R- Cristiano Ronaldo.
0: Well, next week I want Davidoff Cool Water. All How right does that then. sound? There you go. Done. Thank Blue you to Davinoff. Thank you to Emily. Thank you to Mark Eustace and Helen as well. It's been a wonderful program. It's been a deep program, yep. and we look forward to joining you next week.